0: Hello and welcome to Romance Isn't Dead, episode 12.
1: It's magic time in the Highlands again, y'all. How are y'all doing today, Ray? I'm enjoying the sun. We've actually apparently, well, we're expecting an incredible weekend for Easter. Mm Because of course, over here, we've got four days off. Or if you're me, you've got 10 days off because you've booked an entire week so you can go and see a single film. But we will not go there because I'm just sad. <laughs> well, it's it's um,
0: it's um, not a pop culture podcast, but I suppose it is your podcast, so you are allowed to squeal a little bit about the movies that you're looking forward to. Endgame, so,
1: endgame. I yeah. have booked my tickets. I was quite upset when they took them down and then put them back up again, mm-hmm. not even 24 hours later, and the site crashed. Ugh. A lot. <laughs> Ugh, yes, yes. Apparently it has had um one of the biggest pre sales, um pre showing ticket mm-hmm. sales ever. And I cannot wait. I know that you're not looking forward to it as much as I am.
0: No. 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 <laughs> yeah, to to be fair, to be fair, um, I got distracted this week, this past week by uh, Star Wars Celebration and they, they dropped the first new content for episode nine. So I'm like that meme where it's got, you know, the guy turn around to look at the girl and the girl beside him is like, hello, I'm right here kind of thing. So, um... I'm the guy, turn around to look at Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker, and then Avengers is looking at me like, what the heck, man? <laughs> <laughs> and so I'll be honest, the thing that I'm looking forward to the most about seeing Avengers this week is the Star Wars trailer beforehand. <laughs> I won't
1: have any trailers. I celebrate. I, I'm i yeah. one of these people who, I have to admit, I like, I'd love it if they... Literally, you go in, you sit down, you have time to open the packet of popcorn, uh-huh. and the film starts. Not really. I, hate, really, I hate the 25 minutes of adverts, promos for new films that are coming out, and everything else. I hate it. I just want to watch the film, which is why I love midnight showings. You heard it right. I am actually going to be going to the cinema for six hours <laughs> on... <laughs> on wednesday my um i start watching infinity war at nine o'clock and start watching uh end game at i think it's five past twelve and it's due to finish at they say six minutes past
0: three
1: Uh (laughs) so i'm going to be really really tired but Uh i don't
0: (laughs) well i mean you know i i'd say that um you do you, and you enjoy. I am um, I'm um, going with my uh, husband on Friday morning to the movie, but it's so long that we're going to have to get our st- or my stepson, his son, to pick the girls up from school. Because we're not going to be out of the theater. Like, our movie showing starts at 10.30, but there's going to be, you know, 30 minutes of previews probably. So we're not going to get out in there until 2, and someone needs to be in line at, basically. I mean, by the time we got back in the town, it would be 2.30, which is the time that they release. And so, I mean, we could get them. They'd be waiting for us, but we could get them. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know. I I don't know quite what to think, but it'll be all right. It'll be okay. It will indeed. I'm not going to worry. worry too much about it. Um, Alright, so why don't we go ahead and
1: get started? Yeah, definitely. Let's get back on track and talk about the stuff we're actually here to talk about, which mm-hmm. is romance novels. Yes. Of course, this week we are talking about Sally's pick mm-hmm. for, the, uh, for the fortnight, which is The Dark Highlander by Karen M. Moaning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the fifth in the series? Is, it is that right? It's
0: indeed the fifth in the series of well, I don't even know, eight or nine, something like that. There's several of them.
1: I can't remember. I think I've got eight. I think mm-hmm. I might have mm-hmm. seven, maybe eight of them. It's I was looking through middle-ish. the other day.
0: Yeah. It's the middle ish of the series. And um, I believe it was released in two thousand two and I read it closer to two thousand two than I did, you know, today. Like I think I got it at you know as a paperback at Walden Books or something, whatever Walden Books was actually still open. And, um, the blurb on the cover is, and, and Ray and I have sort of a, we're not really sure how to pronounce his name, but I'm going to go with a guess. I am Dages McKelter, a man with one good conscience and 13 bad ones, driven to sate my darkest desires. From his penthouse lair high above Manhattan, Dages looks out over a glittering city that calls to the darkness within him. A 16th century Scot trapped between worlds, he is fighting a losing battle with the 13 druids who possess his soul, dooming him to an eternity of sexual pursuit. When Chloe Alexander's, a student of antiquities, is drawn into his world. She finds the insatiable alpha male and irresistible lure. Before long, she is caught up in an ancient prophecy that will sweep her back in time to medieval Scotland. Plunged into a world of timeless magic and dark seduction, she will soon face the challenge of a lifetime. Fighting 13 evil spirits for the heart of one irresistible man. and let me say this as I was typing this like I retyped it and then as I was reading it first of all I almost cried because I want to laugh but anyway (laughs) I am laughing (laughs) just the back cover I mean how melodramatic can this get like why did I pick this book up and read it but it was really good it might have been the cover because dude had like hot shoulders and the and a celtic armband kind of thing going on i might have oh, just yeah, been the a, cover is hot yeah <laughs> but it's just a guy standing there so it's not like the bodice ripper cover um you don't even see his face no you don't see his face but the it's just like i don't know it's just something but okay i don't want to nitpick the back but i'm gonna nitpick the back okay Oh, go
1: ahead if i was going to so
0: um fine, fine, fine. 16th century Scots. So 1500s, right? 1500s. And then, um, Zoe Sanders, a student man insatiable alpha male with an irresistible lure. Okay. All right. All right. She's called an ancient prophecy that will sweep her back to medieval Scotland. That would be before... 15 whatever right
1: yeah but i thought i think in the book don't they mention he was born in something like was it 1348 or no, 40 f- it's something
0: 14 something or other? 1482 and so if he's 30 then yeah sure it's early 1500s which is the 16th century that's 17. right but that's the beginning of the freaking renaissance that's not medieval i mean i as a historian, I'm nitpicking that. The other thing is that he makes I haven't worn the McKelter plaid.
1: Well, your plaid didn't exist, dude. Yeah. So let's in right here. I am going to insert some seriously dramatic. And Sally now gives you a history lecture. <laughs> well, it
0: just it just <laughs> it's jarring for me. And then. um Timeless magic and dark seduction, blah, 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 blah. And and the truth of the matter is, you know, apparently he 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 does have these thirteen dark souls in him. He's constantly fighting and the thing that makes him feel human again is having sex, sex. Right. And lots and lots of it. Yeah. And so you get like Lucifer from the current television series lucifer vibes where he's just having sex with all these different women and um, but you
1: never you only ever met, get the mention of one Catherine, other woman Catherine. yeah Catherine, and she just
0: and he, she, he just completely blows her off like to the best of our knowledge he never even calls her back and says yeah i'm not interested anymore i mean poor Catherine,
1: bit of a douche move to yeah
0: <laughs> poor Catherine, man <laughs> give her a call and say yeah
1: we're especially done. considering the way that they describe the it sexual op- relationship that yeah,
0: they've had. and it opens like, just, with her, like, going to his apartment and just describing how, oh, my God. Insatiable he is. Yeah. And this poor woman is, like, obsessed. <laughs> but, and, and I was reading really fast. So if there was a line where she, like, tried to come back to him and say, oh, why are you ignoring me? Or something like that. I missed no. it. Okay. <laughs>
1: But, you missed something that didn't happen. Okay,
0: okay. Well, maybe I wanted to put it in there. But it wasn't there. So, um, yeah, it's this. First of all, I don't like time travel fix. And I actually kind of forgotten that. But I like this book regardless of the time travel element. So I have no shame, apparently. I,
1: yeah, but then you think about it. The time travel is probably, what, 40 pages maximum in this book, and it happens so close to the end of the True. book. And the and actual, it's, it's, not, it's not. It's not actually that key for the for the no. Pl- like it's Until not. If we were reading Druston's story, his twin brother,
0: mm-hmm.
1: time travel plays a bigger part in that one, if I recall correctly. Please do correct me if I'm wrong. But I do think that yeah. the um, story between Gwen and Druston is far more time travel focused than this mm-hmm. one is.
0: And and Chloe's like she's like when she realizes that she's been like thrown back in time, she's like, I know I'm dreaming and this is not really happening and da 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 And um okay, fair enough. Like I, fair enough. Like let's I'll just accept it as red and move on it. So it hasn't yeah, it doesn't bother me that much. Um so I guess my question is, how has this aged? What do you think?
1: right? Did you Ugh. like it the first
0: time you read it and then how has it aged for today?
1: I liked it the first time I read it, though I have to admit the time travel bits like you, it's not my favorite plot device. I did skim them far more and I skimmed them definitely this time because there just seemed to be almost no purpose to that particular thing. It was literally for one tiny thing. They travel back to the past Mm -hmm. and it felt unnecessary I, For me personally. Right. But then having said that, the entire end of the book. Kind of hinged on it. But Yeah, but it was also the end of the book was you've got this in, really long build up. I mean, there's no um, physical contact between them sexually until page 130. I,
0: I thought differently. Interesting. See, because he kisses her like that first day, like within the first 50 pages. And for me that really starts the ride because it's this UST that's building to page 130. So, and page 130
1: does kick it up a notch, but
0: that's just
1: yeah, my I just found that the end of the book was a rush.
0: Mhm.
1: Such a rush as in not a oh my god that's amazing rush, but a oh dear god did they could you fit any more plot into 25 pages rush. And that annoyed me a little bit because there was all of this unnecessariness that happened beforehand that could have either been condensed a lot more or completely left out. Hmm. And um, I pronounce it Dagus, but we could both be completely wrong. Um, They didn't seem to... he, He hasn't aged well as a hero, I think. I think that he is the sort of woman that maybe women might fantasize about having. But in reality, if they came across a man like this, they'd probably have the urge to stab him.
0: Hmm. To me, I look at Degas and I think that, yes, absolutely we're talking about a female power fantasy because you've got this incredibly hot man who's uh, sort of the ultimate anti-hero, right? He's got all these dark, this darkness in him and he's trying yeah. to be uh, a good person and he has, he does bad things, but apparently is trying doing them for good reasons, trying to, trying to save himself and, and whether he wrestles or not save the world and, so I would, I see, I felt like it actually aged okay. I mean, for, for that, I mean, I did. I kind of felt like it aged all right. Um, is this is not a man that I would be able to live with. But the bottom line is, the <laughs> is bottom not line meant to be <laughs> yeah, n- none of these heroes that we read about in romance novels, I don't think I like them in real life. In real life, I'd be like, you are such an effing a-hole, right?
1: Wow, strong words. Yeah. Well, you, be, you know <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It would in be real that life, uh, I mean. Yeah, I don't think I would put up with the possessive, overbearing, massively domineering, I'm always right, but I'm gonna treat you like a delicate flower.
0: Right, and, and it's a it's a power fantasy because Chloe tames him, right? Chloe's our hero heroine and she tames him and all that stuff. And so it's you what know, did you think about Chloe? Okay, well she's a 20-something year old virgin in Manhattan and I'm sure those exist. Um but she the author makes certain that Chloe has that old uh no real ties to the 21st century so it's like no big deal if she just goes off to Scotland or something like that. You know, it 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 it, it makes her isolated. And it's just a trope that, you know, well, you yeah, see there's no lot. mention
1: of, There's no mention of, apart from her boss, there are no mention of, there's no friends? mention of any friends, Mm-mm. family. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, because her, her, she her, doesn't even have a fish. Yeah, her,
0: um, <laughs> her, her parents Granddad. died, and then her yep. grandfather raised her. And so when he died, she was left with no one. So apparently her her uh dad's side of the family was just completely non-existent for her um okay I mean I mean I lost both my parents but I still have loads of relatives you know I'm just kind of like mm. um yeah you know, I'm sure you
1: could dig up someone somewhere
0: right <laughs> like I don't even have to try hard <laughs> um, <laughs> <Nice boy. laughs> And she's from rural Kansas and you're telling me anyway, but whatever, it's like not that big a deal, but, but it is a thing that makes her, it it takes away complications, right? So if she jets off to Scotland or she gets stuck in medieval Scotland, not medieval Scotland, no 15th century Scotland, then, then, oh, no big deal. But in this case she doesn't, and it does have a bit of a deus ex machina with, um, I do not know how to pronounce Tuatha de Danan. Yeah, Tuatha de Dana, I think. Okay, close, enough. Can we yeah. call them the Fae? They're kind of the Fae, right? Yeah,
1: they're the Fae. Let's call them the Fae. And so... I don't even know how to pronounce her name. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so, so... Here's a tip to authors. Please use names that we can pronounce. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or someone can pronounce. Um <laughs> So I I just, yeah. Um, Okay. The other thing that I kind of picked as I was going through, it's, to me, it's very incongruent that she keeps having Dagus use Christ as a sort of an expletive or a, a frustration thing when he's a druid,
1: right? So he wouldn't be using that as an expletive. Right,
0: because he's not. He's not praying to Jesus Christ. And it's just, nope. I mean, he would have been familiar with it because Scotland in the 15th century was
1: not pagan at that point. So nope. um, but, Christianity had already taken a hold. Oh, yes, Across the entirety of yeah. Europe. Across the entirety of Europe. We'd already been invaded by the Romans, for goodness sake. Yeah.
0: And, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, And beyond that. You know, you have the Moors and the Ottomans spreading. So anyway, it's, it's it is what it is. But um, it's a little frustrating. But it just took me out of the story a little bit. The other thing is, she's no problem communicating with uh, Dagis' dad and stepmom. And um, English and Gaelic in the fifteen hundreds is very different than English and Gaelic in the and uh, you know the United States in twenty first century.
1: If you say that English. English at that point would have been incredibly different. You only need to look at the first folio of Shakespeare to realize that English was not the same as it is now. Right. By so, any stretch of the imagination. So, so you're the, looking at... concept of... Did she have a universal translator? Like you have... Did she have a Babel fish in her ear? Yeah, I mean,
0: you're talking about something that's a cross between Chaucer and Shakespeare. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, because it's... I think by the time you get to 1500, it's probably closer to Shakespeare than is Chaucer, so it's not one zero for to stake with his suite de breath or anything, but at the same time I'm thinking it's she's gonna have trouble. a bit closer to that than it is to this. Yeah, and and you don't get that. And and I understand it's a convenience thing and all that jazz. But that's another reason why I'm like time travel sucks. <laughs> that having been said <laughs> I really like the book, and I don't know, I think it's my favorite of Karen Marie Moning's books, and I certainly like it better than the uh, Fever, the Dark newer stuff, Dark Fever stuff. Dark Fever? The stuff. Dark Fever? I, I just, I, I found her new, I don't prefer it. You were. Yeah, I don't you, prefer. Bearing her. in
1: Mind, they all came out in, what, 2007, 2008, maybe at the latest. So newer the books. The fave books, yeah. I just. Yeah, I mean, these books, we have to say these books are 17 years old. Yeah, this one is specifically,
0: absolutely. So, and I'm nitpicking, right? I'm nitpicking. Um, I, this is a book that, a book that I said, Hey, let's reread this book. So obviously it's a book that I wanted to read and I, and I yeah. liked, and I was going for Highlander, sort of a a different Highlander type thing than Julie Garwood. Yep. And Definitely. I think it is very different. Um,
1: but don't read this book for historical
0: accuracy. <laughs> all, but to be same. fair,
1: don't ever read a romance for historical accuracy. That's my recommendation, is don't ever re- pick up a oh, romance. Unless ink. I write it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or me. <laughs> yeah. But, then you can be assured of historical accuracy. But, yeah, no. I'm a yeah, historian that, by turning, to be, be
1: fair. Would it be a romance, then?
0: You can write a romance of, with historical accuracy.
1: I never think about all the grossness that goes with all the yes. Regency and everything else, the hygiene issues that would come up, but we don't even want to think about those. No. And they gloss over that kind of stuff quite well in romance novels.
0: They do. Well, and you can, you can gloss over stuff. It's not a problem without it being completely historically accurate or without it being inaccurate rather. But anyway, yeah. that's not here nor or there. Right. Um, I don't have plans to pen a historical novel at this point. So, um, Those are my little nitpicks about... I just didn't... Like, for me, it was kind of a fun ride. It was a quick read, I have to say. For me, it's a fun
1: ride. I read it in a day, and Mm -hmm. I was at work, so... (laughs) So it wasn't a read that took me a very long time. And I might well pick up another one, just because I'm struggling to find anything else to read at the moment. So Mm -hmm. recommendations, welcome. Um, But... I don't think I'd revisit this one again for probably another 10 years.
0: Mm. See, if I'm going to revisit any of Karen Marie Moning's, this would be the one that I would revisit. Just you See, I liked Adam's story. Uh, see, I did not. I did not like Adam's story. I remember not liking Adam's story very much, which is interesting. Okay, Ooh. so um, we did want to do something a little different today. Um, and talk about, uh, the new releases that might be coming up that people might be interested in. Um, and just on a quick note, I saw two books that debuted very recently. Uh, first, The Savior, which is book 17 in the oh my Black God. Dagger Brotherhood <laughs> series by J.R. Ward. It debuted on the 1st of April in the Kindle store, um. I have not read recently this series. Like I, I think I I think I checked out at about book eight or nine.
1: And, I think I read
0: book one. Yeah. And the Black Dagger Brotherhood series is, is wildly popular. I just kind of moved on from it. And I would say that it is urban fantasy with romance yeah, I'd say as so, opposed yeah. to as opposed to necessarily romance per se lots of vampires and all that good stuff but if you are into J.R. Ward she does have a new book out and uh, certainly give it a give it a and let us know what you think and then Danielle Steele Old school romance <laughs> author has another book out. Uh, it debuted in March and it uh, twenty nineteen, and it's called Silent Night. Ray, did you have a few books that you wanted, or a couple books that you wanted to point out?
1: I, well, this is one that we have been discussing off podcasts. Well, do you the, just want to give
0: the recommendations before we ask for that last bit? Oh, okay, Just give well, or the, the other two <laughs> first, and then we'll talk about that one.
1: Yeah, recommendations. Well, we've uh, if you love and you enjoy Highland novels, there mm. is a a novella by an author called Madison Fay. It's a tale of pirates and Highlanders. So there's an abduction, and it's the second in a series. So the book I'm rec- um, I'm suggesting is Stolen by the Scottish Rogue by Madison Fay. It's a sequel to Tamed by the Highlander. Both of them came out relatively close together, but they are novellas rather than full length novels. And then following on from last week's, uh, the previous book that we read, our uh, Chick Lit by Jill Mansell, um, there's a book called The Overdue Life of Amy Byler by Kerry Harms, a uh, story all about a single mother whose erstwhile ex takes um, the children, her children for a while and gives her the chance to find herself in New York. Sounds a bit selfish, but time off is exactly what this single mother needs. Okay. So there are my two picks for the week.
0: Okay, so just thoughts. And then we have uh, we have a question for our listeners. Go ahead, right? You take this away.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure that every everybody is aware of mm. um E.L. James, everybody in the romance community anyway. And she has just come out with a new book, The Mister, which is has moved her um her soft porn, maybe genre to the um upper crust London aristocracy. Um it's a tale of a I believe he's a duke or an earl, quite high up in the beerage. And he is he falls in lust with his cleaner. Now, (laughs) we were discussing this because my immediate suggestion was, oh, let's read it and take the pain for everybody else. And Sally has suggested something else. So (laughs) take it away. So if our loyal listeners
0: want us to read this book, you need to tell us. Um, We need to have... We need to have at least as many people, if not more, uh, say that they want us to read it than they don't want us to read it or they don't care. Like, we need you to, to make that decision for us. Because, um, I, I full disclosure, I read the first couple of uh, books in her Fifty Shades series. And I normally, once I like a trilogy I don't have a problem generally finishing a trilogy I didn't bother with the third um as I've gotten older I've been more willing to nope out on things and so yeah um I read the synopsis for this book and it didn't speak to me but if we have folks who want us to listen to it I I need to know that y'all want us to listen to it and to uh read it
1: and, and come back and talk to y'all about it. Um, so, I, Do you yeah. want us to take, essentially, do you want us to take that emotional hit for you? <sighs> <laughs> the things we'll do. The things we'll do. Oh yeah, for definitely. For our listeners.
0: Um, I, I just, I, it's, I mean, I, I'll give the book a fair shake if our listeners want us to, but above my own volition, I'm probably not going to pick this one up. Yeah, neither am I. But But, if if y'all want us to, we will. But y'all have to tell us you want us to.
1: (laughs) That's all I'm saying. So that's that. Okay, so what's our next book? Our next book is My Choice. And it is a book by Joan Johnston that originally came out in 1988. We were kind of shocked at this because the reprints from 2007. But it is... something like that. it is Frontier Woman by Joan Johnston. It's a Western romance and it's the first in a trilogy of hers that she called Sisters of the Lone Star um, we'll be posting links to where you can get hold of this book in our blog. so check that out and obviously talk to us talk to us on Twitter on we have a Facebook group now um, we're on Goodreads we're pretty much everywhere so just say hi. And we definitely will talk back, <laughs> not in a bad way. Yeah. Well,
0: I'm pretty snarky, but you know. Well, that's true. I try not to be snarky not... to listeners.
1: <laughs> I'm the nice one. <laughs> I you can be snarky to Ray, though. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. We've we've had that conversation. That oh dear, what you want to what now? <laughs> I suggested the um the Mister three days ago, <laughs> mm-hmm. and ever since then it's been what? Really? (laughs) I mean, I'll do it if I have to. (gasps) I think I want to punish myself. (laughs) Uh,
0: I mean, come on, y'all. No, no, to to be fair, though, I mean, we do need to stretch ourselves sometimes, right? So, oh yeah, if, if it's something that, you want I'm interested in this frontier woman book because I want to see how it's aged I mean it came out in 88 and I have a sneaking suspicion that 88 is going to be a little tricky with aging but we'll see I mean I think we have to understand that a book that came out in 88 is 30 years old. Good grief and
1: so <laughs> I know <laughs> you know I mean
0: this book's 30 years old so I think we have to give it a cut it a break right I don't know that if we read Pride and Prejudice today, I think we'd probably find the heroines really shallow, right? If you read it without thinking of it as what it is in that time period,
1: I think. Or think of it as one of my favorite novels ever written ever, ever, ever.
0: But if you just take, (laughs) if you take them out of context and out of time, I don't know how well that, that ages. So I think, I think it's a question that we can certainly address. All right. So everyone knows where to find us. We look forward to hearing from you. And
1: Ray, how would you like to sign out this? Keep on searching for your happily ever after.
0: And I would just remind you that romance isn't dead. It's alive and well on your bookshelf.
1: Bye bye.